now rocking with the best. Who's the boss? Your shoulders knocking out the competition. The Kick Ass Podcast that make you want to listen. The place where boxing fans and fighters rejoice. Thumbs up for Richie. You're listening to the fighter's voice. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Fighter's Voice Kick-Ass Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Ortiz, and I was here to tell you that we had a guest. We're waiting on our guest, but we're going to continue to go forth with the show. If he doesn't come on after these announcements, then you know what? We're just going to rock the show solo. But before we get started, I want to pay some bills. In order to pay some bills, i got to thank our sponsorship. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're ever in the corner and you're in need and you need somebody to fight for you legally, Seek criminal justice attorney Miles Harris, located in Fresno, California. That's 2115 Kern Street, Suite 101, Fresno, California. Give him a call at 559-492-9572. That's Miles Harris, justice attorney. Now also, if you want some ink and you want to get some tattoos, you want to look good, you know, summer's almost gone, but... You know, get your hard body going on. And these MMA fighters, they love it. These fighters love it. And it's just a great way to express yourself. You want to do so? Do it with Red Wave Tattoo and Art Gallery. Also located, excuse me, in Fresno, California. It's at 7277 North Blackstone Avenue, Fresno, California. That's 7277 North Blackstone Avenue. The number to call is 559 459- 439-7256, ask for Rico at Red Wave Tattoo and Art Gallery. Now listen, all those of you that are that are working overtime and uh, you know it's hard for you to sleep sometimes and you got to get up in the morning and, and you just need that burst of energy. You, you got to recover and you got to rebound. But the only way to rebound is rebound with pound for pound CBD line. That's CBD gummies, gel, caps, oil, cream, and you can order yours today at www.porpcbd.com. That's www.porpcbd.com, and it's proudly endorsed by Ford Division World Champion, Mr. Mikey Garcia. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, we had with us planned to uh, be on the show with us Coming off a majority of victory, it went the whole 12 rounds with uh, Andy Vincent's Altibron. It was the actually the best fight on the whole Triller card, if you ask me. And our guest was supposed to be a super featherweight from Dublin, uh, Jono King Kong Carroll. But unfortunately, I don't know, there's a mix-up. Uh, I promoted him being on the show three different times, but uh, he's not on yet. So we're going to continue to go on anyways. We still have that CBD thing on, on top. Okay, there we go. We'll fix it that way, man. They're getting a heck of a plug. But we're going to go on anyways, okay? Because we got a lot to cover. I just got a call right now, literally, that I wish I can tell you all about, but I was told I got the gag order. The only one that knows about is is myself, uh, the person that calls me, and the person that... Uh, That'll be participating in this big event. So, it, you know, sometimes it's good to know things, but I just get anxious. I want to let you guys know, the viewers, the fans, and the followers and supporters. But we got a lot to cover. We got a lot to cover. We got some great news. Fresno, California is going to be host to a boxing event streamed by DAZN Boxing. Um, Theo, if you can uh, just pop that uh, logo up there, that poster. Yes. And uh, in the headliner is going to be Ford Division World Champion, 
Mr. Mikey Garcia. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, that's a great looking poster, man. I mean, October 16th, Ch Chansey Park, Fresno, California. That's the baseball field right there. And guys, I've been there and there's not a bad seat in the house. But I tell you, there's a few tables and only a few of those VIP tables. And if you want one, they're going to go like hotcakes. Tickets go on sale tomorrow. They start as low as $40 and as high as to whatever you want to pay. If you want to get close to the fighters and close to the action. And uh, if you need a table, contact Rick Merrigan. That's Rick Merrigan. Uh, he'll give you a good deal. And please let him know the fighter's voice uh, sent you. And uh, he'll honor that deal. I mean, he's going to do the best he can. He's still a businessman, but he's going to give you a great deal. <clears throat> I'm looking at this card right now. And one, one particular fight stands out for me with Dale. And that's, you know, last, last uh, two weeks ago, we had uh, Joshua Franco. Joshua the Professor Franco. And uh, he went to the trilogy with uh, Andrew Maloney. And then we had the Maloney brothers, of course. But we kept talking about a certain someone that this guy's just itching. He's just hot and waiting for his opportunity to explode. And that's Bam Rodriguez, who's going to finally get his long-awaited title shot at the WBA World Light Featherweight title. It's going to be a great fight. Uh, the world awaits, man. I await. And um, I just have this feeling, Mateo, it's not going to go the distance. Not going to go the distance at all. I mean, this guy's just been waiting. And, you know, these brothers, they want to hold the bouts together. I mean, you know, iron sharpens iron. And, of course, he's trained by um, the future Hall of Famer, Mike. I'm sorry, uh, Robert Garcia. I almost said Mikey. Well, yeah, of course, Mikey's going to be a future Hall of Famer. I was, I was correct there, too, as a boxer. And he's also um, his speed and agility coach, uh, strength and condition, is Dr. Charles Trimley. Uh, so he got a great team. These, these cats are from, uh, I believe, um, Texas. And uh, two brothers, man. I mean, the, the whole plan is for them to, to win world titles together. Uh, as you know, Joshua Franco has his bout. And uh, waiting for a little brother to um, claim his in both our, our WBA. I'm looking forward to that card. And then we have uh, Garcia versus Mar uh, Martin. That's going to be um, an, also uh, another great event. But what really gets me is I'm sorry, yeah, I mean, that's the main event. What really gets me is Mikey Garcia making that long-awaited return. And see, Mateo, he could do it anywhere. He can do it in Dallas, Texas. He can do it in Las Vegas. He can do it in New York. Hell, he could even do it in Regis Pro Grey home, home backyard of, of New Orleans. But he chooses to do it in Fresno, California, the 559. I just have a feeling, uh, you know, Rick Morgan had something to do with that. Uh, him and along with a, a great team of management um trainers, etc. And hey, Fresno's hungry for boxing and boxing is hungry for Fresno. So it's a great combination there. But I'm looking also, you got Soto uh, Gonzalez for the WBO World Light Featherweight title. So ladies and gentlemen, you're getting three great fights. Two for world uh, titles. Um, anytime Mikey walks into the ring, man, he brings his best, a world of excitement. And uh, it's going to be at a catch weight, I believe at 145 pounds. Uh, I spoke to Regis briefly today and, uh, um, yeah, we didn't talk to him about the fight, but, you know, I always keep in contact with him and, um, you know, we'll see about getting him on the show, uh, soon as things progress. Don't quote me on this, but don't be surprised if Regis Pro Gray is sitting ringside and, you know, I can see it now, the, the, the drama already building. He steps up in the ring, that stare down takes place and then everybody gets the goosebumps. Everybody anticipates this war that's going to, uh, take place and it's going to be a great matchup. I mean. You know, then we're asking Mikey to be a, become a, a true junior welterweight. That's at 140 pounds. 
And I can see him bringing his strength and his tenacity and also just his ring generalship because Mikey's, I know the professor's name's already gone, but Mikey's a professor once he's in the ring. He baits you, he sets traps, he knows exactly what he's doing. I've never seen him not being able to have his way, except for, the, of course, when he moved up to 140 pounds and took on um, Errol Spence. I mean, but, uh, you know, I mean, Errol Spence is Errol Spence. Mikey Garcia is Mikey Garcia. A lot of people w would think, hey, they would want to see it again. And I'm thinking, man, I mean, maybe, maybe not. But I truly believe we're going to see the best of Mikey at 140 pounds. Although, you know, he did put the uh, uh, 147 pounds. Uh, uh, to me, it looks a little better than he did the first time. But enough about that. Mikey be competing in the, in the junior uh, welterweight division and, um, you know, setting up that big showdown with uh, Regis Pro Gray. That fight is still on the table. It's, it's, it's not off the table. Don't let anybody tell you it's not going to happen. Listen, man, it's going to happen. It's just going to, there's some things in place that need to happen before. Mikey's a businessman and Mikey's a smart man. He's just not going to walk in there without every T and an I dotted. Now, there's also going to be somebody on that card and the announcement's going to be made tomorrow. Tomorrow. I wish I could tell you more, but I've already said enough. And just remember for that special announcement to, be, to take place and uh, we shall see. But this Saturday, this Saturday in the MMA world, I'm going to change it up a little bit. In the MMA world, that's Bellator MMA. You can, it can be seen on Showtime. Um, this fight is going to take place at um, the SAP Center. And the headliner, headliner, Phil Davis and Romero, they're going to go at it. Phil Davis is like one of those guys that just don't go away, man. You see him on paper and you, and you think this guy is going to get beat. He, he looks beatable. But, man, the, the guy shows up every single time. I mean, he, he's there before you know it. He's tapping you out or he's just out hustling you, out working you. But Romero is just a different specimen. I've also thought to myself, as you get older, I mean, you, you will lose muscle. And this guy just continues to look good day in and day out. That'll be the headliner on a Bellator MMA for the light heavyweight uh, main event. But on the undercard, as you see that poster here, Albert Big Al Gonzalez from Fresno, California. You know, he's going to be bringing it. He's going to be bringing everything that he has. He leaves it all inside the cage. I almost said the ring. All inside the cage, day in and day out. Comes from a tough background, but that's all behind him now. But he, he constantly reminds himself where he came from and the work that he put in to establish himself as a true professional. So, Big Al, we're going to be uh, rooting for you. Uh, myself and Mark Davis, that's a name from the past. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to cover it. Um, you know, this would be our first time me and Mark working together. I said in about maybe three years back in the day with the fighter's voice, you know, I mean, it was actually called the sweet signs versus the cage, Mark Davis behind camera. So those of you that remember that, so we're going to see how it goes. Uh, Mathail is going to be on assignment this Sunday in Porterville. Is it Porterville? Parlier. Parlier. Parlier, Porterville. It's all the same, man. No, Parlier, California for a meet and greet. We got the Avalos brothers. We got Jose Avalos, and then we have the Landshark. I mean, these brothers, man, again, iron sharpens iron. Fresno is full of, of MMA, man, MMA events right here. Do we have that poster? We can pull that up and eliminate yeah, this one right now. Sir. I oh. need to find it in the email, but I'll, I'll throw it up right now. Okay, no, I text it to you, man. Yeah. Yeah. We keep it raw. We keep it short. But, you know, I like the design, man, and I, and I like where these brothers are going because they're just not fighters, but they're entrepreneurs, man. They're taking care of business. They do what they need to do both inside the cage and outside the cage. None of this, oh, well, I didn't get my medicals done or I didn't draw my blood in time or um, I didn't make weight. These these guys are true professionals. 
they make weight. They do what needs to be done, and they yeah. do it to the best of their ability. That's what we're taught in Parlier, man. Parlier town, huh? Mm-hmm. So how many people are in there? Like 100 total? Everybody knows everybody? It's like, you know, Mayberry? I'll tell you what. You can drive a trailer through Parlier. The tail end will be on one side and the front <laughs> of the truck will be on the other. What's the next town there? Was it uh, Sanger, Selma? You got it right between Sanger, Selma, and Reedley, yeah. Right okay. So when, when's that meet and greet going to take place? Give me a send to you again. Yeah, that, that meet and greet is coming on Sunday. Uh, it'll be at Earl Ruth Park. Yeah, Parlier, yeah I just sent it. No, no, you, ha- you do have it. I got it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're waiting on that right now, man, because this is going to take a life of its own. And, uh, you know, I don't like talking about something, then we're showing something else. You know, I could be talking about Batman, but we're showing a picture of Robin, man. We just got to make sure that we're on the same page, making this look good. Like the Avalos brothers, man. I mean, you got one that's a green eye monster, and then you got one that's just a shark on land, a land shark. Um, and the younger one, he, he's he's the, the the heavier one, I believe. He's the, the middleweight, and the brother's the, the featherweight. Yeah, there we go. Man, that's a nice poster I put together. Poster. That's why I the Avalos brothers right there, man. And I'm looking at that uh, 559 belt. Actually, he signed with uh, Jeremy Luchow, and I believe it was uh, the, the dark side, he likes to call himself. But that day right there, listen, I'm looking at it. They're going to have a meet and greet. They're going to be signing autographs for their posters. Um, um, they're also going to be, you know, selling their apparel, hats, hoodies, uh, towels, T-shirts. And see, they can sit back and say, oh, it's me. I need sponsorship. I need money. They're not going to wait on that. Of course they do. Every fighter does. But they're doing something about it. They're making it happen themselves. Uh, and plus, they're giving back to the people. Definitely. And speaking of giving back to the people, man, I mean, a lot of people have hit me up about Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez from Avenal. He posted something the other day, and we have a picture we could put anything up of we have of Jose. Yeah. He posted something that he's going to be giving away a car this Sunday. So if you're in Avenal, I know his church there is going to be selling tickets. I believe they're $25 a ticket. But I love those odds. $25 a ticket to get a brand new car, Mateo? All day. That is a fair way of helping everyone. Because everybody you know, is in need and everybody needs help, but... These days, there's a little sacrifice. We can spare $25 to win a car of the value of, I believe, anywhere from ten to $15,000. The, the guy loves to give. Give his time. Give his uh, honesty. And he's hands-on. He's not one of those that doesn't like getting his hands dirty. He's, the, he's that special person in the community. So he's going to be giving out a car. I know, I know they're going to they're gonna have a drawing Sunday in Avenal. But the following Tuesday at 6 o'clock p.m., only on the fighter's voice. He'll be in studio. His first interview since losing his WBC, WBO crown to uh, Josh Taylor in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we communicated briefly. And, you know, Jose was, was doing what he needed to do. I mean, he said, you know what? The boxing business, I wanted to put it aside right now. And I want to concentrate on, on being the best father that I can. Regroup, restart. And now he's ready to go. And he said, yeah, Richard, I'll be there. So we plan on having Jose Ramirez in studio next Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Now, on October, I'm going to look at this right now. I'm going to look on my phone there, my cheat sheet. Let me let me see. I mean, the guy just continues to give. Constantly, constantly, constantly. What date do we do? We? Oh, let me look at this right here. That's a shame, too, because I had some questions for our guests, too. Questions came in. Actually, one came in from... Uh, Showtime Sean Porter for uh, Jono King Kong Carroll because he he was actually calling his fight with Theo and 
You know, it, it was a great question. But uh, um, yeah, sometimes things happen for a reason and uh, whatever reason, I don't know. Now, Friday, October 8th in Madera, California at Torres High School, Jose Ramirez is going to be the guest speaker there. He's going to be talking to the kids about um, life, about education, about anything is possible, sharing his testimony on when he first uh, uh, came to to the United States, the uh, um, California area, and, and, and his whole story about his mom and dad. It's a beautiful story. It's a heartwarming story. And he continues to write new chapters, Mateo. I mean, he's introducing himself to, to Madera, California, and sharing his testimony. That's what it's going to do. It's going to help these kids in education, help them better themselves, help them motivate themselves as if to say, okay, anything is possible. And to have him in the auditorium there, actually the gymnasium, man, it's just it's second to none. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm going to have the privilege of announcing him as he takes the podium. And uh, just him there, once again, giving back. I mean, when you say champion, you, you truly mean, a lot of people just say it, but you truly mean champion inside and outside of the ring. And that's Jose Ramirez. But, you know, I'll let him talk some more about it when he's in studio this Tuesday, 6 p.m., in Madera, California. We changed the locations of our studio. We're now in Madera, California. The M, the A, the D, the E, the R, the A. Madtown, people like to call it. So, yeah, there he is there. You know, look it. I mean, he got a statue there in Fresno. And, uh, hey, his brother Luis is in there. And uh, congratulations, Luis is going to be getting married soon. And uh, found himself a, a beautiful woman, a beautiful partner in life. And when you see people grow as, you know, you... When Jose won that bout, I said, that bout belongs to us because we're a part of it. But I also feel like we're a part of his chapter. I mean, because we, we get to see them progress as a family. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Of course, he's managed by uh, Rick Merigian. Now, that'll be Tuesday. That following Thursday, we're going to have Robert Garcia will be our guest that following Thursday. And uh, you know I'm going to pick his brain. You know I'm going to talk to him a little bit about Jose. I'm going to talk to him a little bit about Virgil Ortiz. And I know he's going to be excited to talk about Bam Rodriguez, who's uh, going to be on the undercard of Mikey Garcia's fight. I'm also going to talk to him about Mikey, but not too much about Mikey. You know why, Mateo? Because the following Tuesday, we got Mikey Garcia on the show. It's going to be at a special time of 8.30 because uh, I don't want to take Mikey away from his training from his workouts, his regimen, and what have you. See, the thing about being independent, the thing about being your own boss and your own owner of the fighter's voice is we can do as we please. We can make these adjustments. I don't want to do them all the time. I like to stay structured. But when you got a four-division champion of the world who's going to be fighting in your backyard, who's not only a great champion inside but also outside of the ring and is a man of his word, you make these accommodations as such. That's Tuesday. The following Thursday, we have with us the promoter of the year, manager, runner-up for manager of the year, and, uh, and he's now managing uh, Joshua Franco, Virgil Ortiz, and, of course, uh, the rest is history with Jose Ramirez, and that's uh, promoter Rick Merigan. And this is what he tells me. I said, Rick, I, I need to have you in studio. I would like to have you in the studio that day. He goes, too much going on. Uh, we're going to do it by way of phone call. Hey, I'll take it, man. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it any way that I can get it because it's going to be in, in the heart of October. And, uh, you know, 
his phone's going to be ringing off the hook. He's going to be, you know, giving away tickets. He's going to be selling tables. The life of a promoter, man, never sleeps. And believe it or not, once he's closing this deal, this deal closes. I know he gives all his attention to it, but he's already thinking at the back end of Jose when his homecoming and uh, possibly Fresno or Virgil Ortiz making a bid for a, a, a world uh, title shot. And hey, the man's on the move. The man's making moves. So I just laid out our schedule, ladies and gentlemen. So tune in, man. And, and if you're a fighter out there, man, and you want to be heard, uh, hey, man, inbox me. Get a hold of me somehow, some way. Have your manager get a hold of me. Have somebody get a hold of me. And uh, we can work it out. But there has to be some news, man. Not just, hey, yeah, um, you know, I fight. <laughs> and, you know, we used to do those interviews. But we, we got to stay. Um, hey, we, we, we got to make sure there's a storyline in place. Now, talk about a storyline in place. I do want to talk about Bud Crawford and Showtime Sean Porter. That was announced this week. It's official. These two are going to share the ring. Um, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, you got a man that's considered pound for pound the best in the world in Bud Crawford. And you got a man considered, I'll take on every man that so-called pound for pound in the world. I'm not going to duck anybody because when my career is said and done, you're going to know that I took on all comers and I took on strictly the best. And uh, Sean Porter, he's never ducked anybody, man. I mean, he's made it apparent. He made it crystal clear. This is why I want to fight. This is why I want to fight. But to take on Bud Crawford, and they are friends. But right now, that friendship is on hold. It's business. And the business is in hand of that, that world title. I mean, Sean Porter wants that belt again. And, um, you know, both of them are going to do great. I know, I know the numbers as far as uh, the millions that are involved for this fight. Uh, what Bud is supposed to get and also Sean Porter. But the main thing is how are we going to break down this fight? What's really going to go on? What's really going to happen? You know, a lot of people saying, oh, well, Bud Crawford, he's just going to knock him out and then he raises his hand. And Sean Porter just doesn't get knocked out. Sean Porter doesn't show up to a fight and say, okay, I'm here to get knocked out. I'm here to get defeated. No, Sean Porter, he brings everything, his whole will. He brings everything inside that ring. And uh, he has a great team behind him. Great, great guy, inside and out. And Bud Crawford, too. I don't got no beef with Bud. Me and Bud are cool. You know, um, the first time I met him, he was kind of quiet. The second time I met him, I mean, he took a picture with every single person that was there. And just a, a good guy. It was on the Jamal Herring um, uh, card when he was in Fresno, California. We're going to talk a little bit more about Jamal Herring, Shakur Stevenson. But Showtime Sean Porter, man, I mean, um, I've been privileged to to call him um, not just a professional fighter, but but a friend, a true friend, and uh, we actually uh, we communicated uh, today, and, and and it wasn't had anything to do about, about boxing. I'll just share with you a little bit. It had something to do with some pets. We, you know, he's an animal lover as I am, and we talked about some cats and just some different things. And Sean Porter's living the life right now, man. He, he's happy. He is his stability's there, and you know what, his. Outlook on life is just, it's top-notch. And, and he tests himself, not just in the ring, but outside of the ring as a commentator, and he's doing great. Um, you can heard him uh, last uh, Saturday on the, on the Triller card. He did a great job along with Ray Flores and even 50 Cent. 50 Cent was there, man, and they were making it happen. And uh, actually, you know, uh, you know, I reached out to them to see if they had any questions for our guest tonight. And the only one that replied was uh, Sean Porter. Uh, Ray Flores usually re uh, replies, but, you know, he's uh, busy or maybe he's feeling kind of sad about the sh Chicago Bears, man. I'll, I'll give him a, a little hard time, man, because he takes that stuff serious, as they all do. And as, you know, I do, too. I'm a Cowboy fan, and my heart's still a little bit broken. 
that's all I want to talk about that. And I don't want to go into styles just yet and who's going to win that fight. It's still early out there. But um, we will be breaking it down. And hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, before they enter the ring, we'll have Sean Porter on the Fighter's Voice podcast. Um, he's never turned me down. He said, anytime you want. But I do want to respect his training me- uh, method and, and everything that he has in place. So I'll probably reach out to him maybe this weekend or early next week and give you guys a date so you guys can start sending your, your questions and comments. But also, man, who I also consider a friend is Mr. Semperfy, and that's Jamal Herring taking on Shakur Stevenson, defending his belt. Jamal Herring, man, I mean, I can say this about a lot of fighters that I know, and and I just can't help it. It's the truth. A lot of fighters are just genuine, man. I mean, they're, they're givers, and they know how to handle themselves. They know how to conduct themselves as such, like a true professional, Jamal Herring, class act. I mean, the man is is in tremendous shape. I'm, I'm looking forward to this fight right here. But, they, you know, I, I don't have a problem going to Vegas, um, you know, when there's a fight. But, you know, I need to get down to Atlanta. I can't just sit back and just be at home and watch this fight. I got to put in for a credential. I got to get to Atlanta. I got to cover that fight. I posted something earlier today on my Instagram. It says, and I want to read it right here, and I want I want people's feedback on this. You know, some people were laughing. Maybe they got it. Maybe they didn't get it. Nevertheless, I just felt that it needed to be addressed, especially going into these big fights right now. I'll tell you see. what, in Atlanta, or I've been on the East Coast. Yeah. Down, and anybody I hear over there, they say, I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going uh-huh. to Atlanta. I don't know for what, but every single person says, hey, I'm going to Atlanta. There's a lot of moves being made in Atlanta. And they're calling it like the new the new Hollywood. They instead are. Of, instead of being in Hollywood, people nowadays are they're fed up with it. They're going to Atlanta because there's new things coming. I know they got beautiful homes there, and, and, and the, the prices on homes is, is, is very good. Perfect perfect place for new new things to come out. Well, I got to get down there. I posted something earlier today, and, it's, and I, it said, I'll read it to you. Everyone wants credentials, but not everyone wants to work for them. And when I say that, and, I, and here's my hashtags I put. I put hashtag, you have no content. I put hashtag, my selfie is my content. I put hashtag, but I know the promoter. I put hashtag, I love free shit. I put hashtag, my website is, with three question marks, because do you have one? And I put hashtag, I this and I that. Meaning, oh, I can do this, I can do that. Yeah, I run into these media outlets and these people that, oh, I've done this, I've done that. Okay, well, where's your website? How can I figure? Oh, oh, well, uh, and I see them there. They're supposed to be covering a fight. They're sitting there, they're eating, or they're trying to get free shit, free T-shirts, uh, free time, sign my glove. Bro, first of all, a media person that's working an event, and you're bringing out a glove to be signed? You're not a fan. I, I could appreciate that. Like when Jose comes uh, by Tuesday, I'm probably going to have him. I don't know. I, I, you know, the last time he signed, he signed a glove for my son to Richie. I don't know. Maybe sign the wall here. You know, one of the, the, the wall here or the poster that I have him and Josh Taylor. I'll have him do that, you know? And um, yeah, something like that. But I'm not going to do that at an event. I, I'm going to respect it as such. And there's people that, that do that. They'll sit there. And I'm thinking, aren't you going to interview somebody later or attempt to? And they're eating nachos or they're eating a burrito or hamburgers. Brother, I'm, I'm drinking water and I got my toothbrush in my bag because nobody wants to be interviewed with somebody that smells like onion rings. So, and I just looked and I'm thinking, wow. But then I see some and I, I, these guys are out there grinding. They're hustling, man. And I admire that. 
I watch that. And then I see their content. And these other guys that ask for credentials, I never see any content. But you know what I do see, Mathail? I see about 500 selfies like this. Where's the content? You asked for a credential. You were granted a credential, not just to sit on a chair with this emblem and show everybody, look what I got on VIP today. So somebody was turned down a credential because not everybody's awarded a credential. I've been turned down many times and I'm not ashamed to say it. I know what I need to work on and what we need to do, et cetera. But if you were awarded a credential, that means somebody was turned down. So there's true media that was turned down. And some people that, that get it, they're, they're not even interviewing anybody. They're not taking notes. They're, they're not writing. They're, they're, where does it go? Where's the content? Yep. Their selfie is their content. Some people see it as a free ticket. It's not a free ticket. You're a media source. Just buy a ticket, man. Buy a ticket. That way you can go drink a beer or do whatever you want to do. Or there's that one guy that sits next to me and he goes, hey, and, he, and he's talking my ear off. I, I finally have to say, brother, actually, you're not even supposed to sit there because that's not who you are on there. And But that's not my job to say it. It's just I came here to grind and to, I, to work. But I don't like to call it work because, again, you know, you do what you love. You never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, wow. Right. And I'm waiting to, for someone to audit me, tap me on the shoulder, says, oh, who are you? Where do you belong? Oh, this is who I am. Um, check our website, check our Instagram, our Twitter, uh, check our YouTube channel, check our platform, check out the show. So I'm done venting about that. It's just, I see all these fights and I just, I can just see all these guys. Okay. I'm going to hit this promoter. Cause I'm gonna get this free credential. I'm, I'm going to do brother. That that's fine, man. Just, Hey, I'll worry about myself. I only have a concern if it, if I don't get one. And I may not get one. Who knows? Fresno, California. I've never I've done anything with the zone, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go out there and show them our page and show them what we do and just, you know, show them our hustle. We'll make it happen, man. We'll we're gonna definitely make that happen. Now, enough about that. I don't even know where that came from, but today I just felt like 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 just posting it. But what I do want to talk about a little more today is uh yeah, Jamel Herring and Shakur Stevenson. Now Shakur is already trying to play mind games by by the uh, being verbal and you know with Jamel. I mean, but you know he's such a great athlete. He doesn't have to do all that talking. I mean, he's a great athlete. He's a great performer. I mean, he's supposed to be the next best thing. Top rank said that. But somebody needs to convince Jamel Herring because he's not having that. Jamel Herring's not waking up running and sacrificing for his family just to say, okay, Shakur is talking a lot, so I'm just going to vacate my belt. No. He's gonna hey he's gonna go up there swinging he's gonna go up there and just take the fight over I look forward to that one man I I and and it's no secret I'm rooting for Jamal Herring why because of the things that he's done for me personally inside and outside of the ring Shakur I got no beef with Shakur I mean I met him before you know I said hello how you doing and you know it's just part of the business sometimes we root for somebody now who's gonna win on paper then I'm gonna have to break that down and break that down um, as best as I can. I spoke to Andy Vincent's today because he's a, he's a personal friend of mine. Not today, um, a couple of days ago. And I said, hey, Andy, close fight, first of all. You know, I had my own scorecard. I, you know, I've had it very, very close. But I, but I told him, hey, I just want to let you know um, our guest that we have scheduled is, uh, is Carol. And he goes, oh, he, he kind of chuckled. He goes, no, Rich. He goes, hey, do what you got to do. I go, no, I, I'm just giving you a call out of courtesy and out of respect. Because, um, you know, I'm not that guy one, one week I'm talking to you, the next I'm talking to the winner. I think I owe you a phone call. And he was he was cool with it. And he actually, actually, Andy had a question for him. He wanted to ask him. It was a legitimate question and a comment. 
So I was getting ready to unload that question and just go with the flow, expecting to have our guests in studio. Well, not in, stu in studio by way of Zoom, but unfortunately that didn't happen. So a lot of things that, that are happening is, one, we have some things on the table. We have some, we have some open doors. And before I say, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, or I have this big announcement to make, I, I don't do any of that stuff. Even when I've been hired to, to ring announce or color commentate, I don't go around posting it before. Because as you know, it's very competitive. Uh, I'll give you some highlights of it after the fact. Because um, you know, and you know, those those guys that are out there hustling and making it happen, and that that are with a uh, Golden Boy, DeZone, Mayweather Promotions, Top Rank, etc. Man, I mean, I would love to be where you're at, but I know it, it takes hard work. I'm not going to just sit back and say, okay, maybe they'll call me. We'll continue to do what we do. You be the best ring announcer you can. You the best commentator you can. The best post fight interviewee you can. Uh, pre-fight interview you can and I'll, I'm attempting to be the best podcaster that I can possibly be because this is all I got control of right now and um, there's some other things that I do want to do and involve myself in maybe um, you know Rick Merigan say hey Richard they need this this person here or this person there or I'll give it my best shot my opportunity and uh, you know I'm just not going to sit back and hold my breath you got to make things happen and speaking of making things happen this Saturday San Jose California man big Al Gonzalez uh, you know, he put it in existence. He, he opened his own door by opening his mouth and saying, this is what I need to do. This is what I want to do. So how do you not root for a man like that? How do you not root for a person that has a strong testimony and, and a strong story as all the fighters do as myself personally do those that know me personally know why I, I do the thumbs up before and after. And, uh, but they, a lot of people don't even know why I really do that. They, sometimes I, when I'm in Vegas, they'll call me the thumbs up guy. They go, Hey, there's a thumbs up guy. I'll take that. That's fine. But it wasn't recently. I was asked to write a letter to, to the WBC. And then it was kind of hard. I thought, you know, I want to sit back there and write down exactly why I do the thumbs up. And it's for my son. But you know what? I was able to write it just smooth, smoothly. Just all came out. So I'll be sending that letter there. And, you know, hey, maybe we'll help some kids out along the way. But, uh, you know, I, and see, again, that slipped out. I wasn't even supposed to say that. <laughs> the WBC, the World Boxing Council, the green belt, a lot of people like to call it. So we had some things happen along the way as far as a, a fight take place. I mean, we talked about Oscar Valdez. And I mean, enough with that. What, what's Oscar supposed to do? Not fight? He still has to make a living. It's not his fault. The outcome was the outcome. And more power to him, man. Continue, you know, move forward and uh, brush yourself off and do whatever you think you need to do. Make those adjustments that need to be made. Somebody came up to me today, and not not today, yesterday. They sent me a picture, and it was a, a of a person I know, and they're telling me, "Hey, Rich, um, you know, the, the, this person has a podcast, and he's out there." And I was, I was happy for him, man, because at the end of the day. You know, everybody's out there trying to get it. You know, everybody's out there trying to succeed. Everybody's out there trying to make it happen. And I try to be as original as I possibly can without, you know, taking away from truly who I am. But, you know, I've been around some, some good people, man, in, in my whole life. And uh, I continue to uh, make sure that my circle is strong and, and, and my circle is handpicked accordingly. So those are decisions that we got to make. Now, oh, I got a question here? Oh, just stuff that's popping up. Oh, and what do we have on the show? What's it saying there? May I address something? There's uh, some people usually address that are coming up in the news. Really? What am I missing there? Oh, okay. The WBA orders a... Uh... Okay. What is it, Mateo? If you need to read it, go for it. 
I'm talking about uh, Teofimo Lopez. Um, he's saying that uh, he will not grant. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, I don't believe that. He I, did say, I will not grant Lomachenko a rematch. Okay. Yeah. Well, enough dollars. I mean, because you got to make it as difficult as possible. You don't just say, oh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that fight. Now it's co-signed. It's, it's already going to be done. He needs to say that. That's the thing to say as uh, Bob's manager or his publicist. You, you don't guarantee anything. You say, well, we're moving on. We're, we're no longer. Uh, hey, that chapter's closed. Now, as a financial backer, as a promoter, I want that fight to happen. So how do we open up that chapter? You contact him and you talk to him with some Benjamins, yep. some guarantees. And believe me, money talks, the rest walks. Yep. It really does. I mean, it's a money-infested business. Just been watching that 140, that 140-pound uh, division, and man, there's fireworks going off left and right, and I love it. There is. There is. And, and one possible matchup is, um, you know, we talked about it uh, uh, last, no, last, yeah, last Tuesday. And that's uh, Zapeta, Jose Zapeta, and possibly Regis or Mikey or, or, or Arnold Barboza or Tank Davis or, or Ryan Garcia. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of cats out there, man. Theofimo Lopez um, and also Josh Taylor, Jose Ramirez. I mean, where do you hide in that division? There is nowhere to hide in that division. And for him to say, I want a title shot, he knows there's no easy title shot there. No. There's He's well prepared to take on whoever's there the best in the division because you can have a lot of guys proclaim that they are the best in that division styles make fights it all depends on how they match them up i still think a, a great matchup and um easy fight to make is arnold barboza and jose zabeta but i don't see it happening right now i, I just don't you know because of the friendship or what have it you know what no it's business top rank don't care about friendship top rank thinks about ratings they're a business no harm, no foul. They think about ratings and the best matchup. Especially if you're going to be on TV, Mathel, they're not going to uh, match you up with just a tomato can. You're on TV. ESPN, they want the best fights on there. They're not going to say, okay, uh, once again, um, you know, first round, second round knockout. I'm paying these commentators. I want these guys to talk about something. I'm paying these fighters. I want some good matchups. As as we got to see, um, we got to see last week, you know, young Gabriel Flores took on a, a veteran of the game. Um, was there a lesson there? Absolutely. Who's going to benefit the most? We don't know. We had one that was victorious, but Gabriel Flores, he's uh, 21 years old. He's a sponge. I think he's going to come back wiser, sharper. And, you know, you know, the last time I talked to his dad, I joked around. I'm saying, you know, when's the last time he was able just to, to be a kid? And he said, Rich, hey, we're here in this position because young Gabe sacrificed. I get it. Now, rest is good. Rest is good. Come back wiser and stronger and make the adjustments that you need to make. And young Gabriel Flores will be a world champion one day. I believe that is going to happen. Uh, will he be better than before? I truly believe he will. He's not going to take anything for granted. And just know that at any given day, you know, just like any given Sunday. But, you know, he's taking it really good. He's taking it really well mentally. And that was my concern. You know, I reached out to him and he replied by, by, by you know, just small, you know, that, hey, I I see you, as if to say. Because, I mean, I'm sure his phone is just blowing up completely. He's going to be fine. Trust me, he's going to be fine. It's a great team. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see him make some adjustments. Hey, you got um, Andre Ward as your advisor. Now it's time to advise. You got you got Jay Prince there on your team. And he has a great team around him. So, um, yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. 
It, ama- it amazes me when uh, how boxing is a different kind of sport. Like you can uh, you can go into basketball per se or something yeah. like that, and you're not looking to be, you know, winning the NBA championship every year. If you are, that's it's pretty unheard of. But you know, you're looking at the losses and you're calculating what you're going to do next year in the NBA. But boxing, I feel like everybody's fe- or you know looking at the Mayweather effect. They're thinking that oh, I have to go 50 and 0. And I don't think that's the case. I think a lot of boxers learn from their You know their, who their you losses. know who loses off that? No, I wouldn't say the fans, the fighters themselves, these young fighters, because they yeah. overbid themselves, therefore they don't get the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Somebody's been convincing them that they're all that in a bag of chips. You're not the Mayweather, you're not Triple G. You need to take anything and everything that's offered to you, even if you have to settle right now. Once you become that name and become that factor, then you can have the demand and let your manager control all that. You concentrate on what you need to control in, in the boxing ring. Let your advisor control all that stuff for you. He's going to soak it all up, come back to you and hey, get the best deal that he can. But for you to say, I want this X amount of dollars and now you're not on the event. Well, who, who lost and who didn't it's you money, actually money on the table there. Hey man, leaving it. You, you got to make good of, of yourself. And the opportunity was given to you. You just outbidded yourself. The money's going to come by itself. Mayweather didn't get that money overnight. Oh, you, no. you, you have to remember, he put the work in. And mm-hmm. Mayweather's a special, special type of talent. Definitely. But on, on a different end, man, I, I want to give a congratulations to Fresno's own Marcos Madman Hernandez. On his last outing, came in as the B-side. The B-side. He wasn't expected to win. He had a great outing along with his team, Henry Ramirez, uh, Mark the Cutman, that's what's up. And, of course, his father back in the corner, uh, Joseph Hernandez, added that extra spark. And I was told before they left, you know, usually the father uh, uh, pray, say the prayer, but I was told Mark, he himself said, you know, Lord, just let's have some fun in there and we, we put it all in your hands. Bro, I watched the fight, Mathail, and the kid looked rejuvenated. He looked happy. He had some pep in his step, and he finished the fight the way he started. He had a second win, for, and he never went away. I mean, he was in overdrive, man, and put a good account on himself. He beat an undefeated fighter, and um, yeah, he looked good. Man. He looked good. I, I was proud of him. He did really well. Uh, did well for Fresno. Most of all, he did well for his family, and he made good of that opportunity. Again, can you imagine if a Marcos would have said, oh, no, I want this amount of dollars? He wouldn't have been on TV. He wouldn't have been on TV. He wouldn't have had the platform, and he wouldn't have been able to do exactly what he loves to do, and that's Marcos Madman Hernandez right now with a record of 15-4, and four, two draws, and three KOs. And a lot of people may think, okay, what's that KOs only three? Okay, let him pop you and let me know what's up with that. So, I mean, when you're finding in, in the, the heavier division, man, these guys, they got granite chins. They're there for a reason. Oh, yeah. And, uh, no, Marcos did really well. He did very, very well. We're going to see him in a possibly main event. And uh, I just don't know why we don't see him in Fresno. Uh, maybe that's that's they're working on that. We, we don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's going to be another special announcement tomorrow. I will say that. I was told I couldn't say anything. Well, I'm not mentioning any names. I do honor it. But tomorrow, look for a special announcement for Fresno, California. Look for a special announcement tomorrow. I have the footage. I have the release. I was told, Richard, don't you dare release that until it's released. 
There's only three people that know. Me, you, and me and you. So I'll take that, man. But yeah, I'm going to honor that. And uh, yeah, exactly. Sometimes but then when they call me up or they'll tell me things, I'm thinking, okay, is this guy testing me or something? Does he mm -hmm. think that I'm going to go out and do this? Because one time, uh, okay, Sean Gibbons, he said, Rich, let me tell you something. Uh, first to know it right now, Manny Pacquiao is taking on Keith Thurman. I didn't say anything because I was afraid. I was like, okay, is he just saying that or he wants to see where I'm at? But no, no, yeah. no. Sean don't play games like that. He, he's not going to throw you a curveball. He's going to throw you a fastball down the pipe. Actually, he uh, sent me a picture today of him and Jerwin Acajas doing what? A thumbs up for Richie. So I posted it this morning. Sean's a solid dude. We need more Sean Gibbons of the world uh, to control boxing, and we'd have a cleaner organization. And one thing about Sean, he, he's going to keep it real. He, uh, the cat doesn't have his tongue. Sean's in control, knows the game both inside and out, and of course, uh, Manny Pacquiao's right-hand man takes care of all his affairs, uh, promotions, and also uh, the Philippines. But, you know, people do want to say different things and people do want to be vocal and sometimes they just talk out of their, you know what? Sean Gibbons, hey, he makes sure every T is crossed and every I is dotted. Sean, I still got to get you on the show, man. Got to get you on the show. I know you're a busy man. And you know what? You know what else I want to get on the show, Mateo? I want to get German Acajas. Mm. I want to challenge myself with the language bearer, the Filipino language, and work with an interpreter. We'll make it happen. Because German's in there. I don't want to hear that he doesn't know English. Last time I was told Canelo didn't know English. And what did he say? He goes, he told Eddie Hearns, what did I say? Easy money. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Crystal clear. And to use that terminology, it is what it is. Yeah, the man's having a good time. But yeah. see, money, once, once you see money there, boy, you, 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 you'll learn a different language real quick. Listen, man, these young fighters, and I'm going to go talk about these young fighters. Make sure your team is together, man, and make sure you have an advisor, and uh, make sure you have an accountant, and make sure you invest your money well. I know Mikey Garcia, he's doing something with some young fighters. He, he's making sure, uh, Mateo, that they have a career and a life after boxing because a lot of them, they don't need to flash by buying cars and doing this and that. And I know some do, but after they got to that point, after they paid them the, their dues, uh, won a world title or, 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 or two, then they do that, but you don't want to end up broke, man. And, and now, what do you know? I mean, Miguel Cotto doesn't have to work in his life, but he told his wife in his last fight, this is all that I know in his boxing. It's in his blood, and now he has a great promotion team. He reinvented himself as a promoter. He's a people person. I don't know one person in this whole world that does not like Miguel Cotto, man. He's just a great dude. And, um, yeah, man. Now, Wild Card Gym, man. I want to talk a little bit about Wild Card Gym, Freddie Roach, and what they got going over there in Marie. I've, I've been absent there for a while now. I've been itching to want to get back there. I, I want to contact them and see if I can maybe hang out there a little bit. And, uh, you know, I still want to get Freddie on, on the podcast. I want to maybe do a podcast at Wild Card Gym. You know, I, have, I was fortunate to do one at Robert Garcia's Boxing Academy and felt very comfortable. It was cool. Robert's cool. And, you know, when you get along with somebody... You know, you ought to make sure there's that chemistry. And, uh, you know, I want to establish more chemistry, man. I mean, you met Marie. What did she tell you when you met her? She told me uh, something about uh, when I because I was wearing the Fighter's Voice shirt. And she yeah. said, you got to remember what that represents and how you carry yourself while you're wearing it. So She did say that. She yeah. said, treat it with respect. Treat it with respect. I, yeah. re I remember that. And see, she didn't have to say that. She could have just said, oh, nice shirt or whatever. Yeah. But no, Marie, she's, she's super cool, man. She makes things happen. Well, you know what? Hey, we, we had the show planned and we had a guest planned. But you know what I wanted to do most of all? 
Because if you cannot do a podcast by yourself, you cannot call yourself a host of a podcast. Every time a fighter walks through that door, a guest, every time a guest calls on that phone and they're on that phone, that is a blessing. But you got to mentally expect them not to call. You got to be ready to take on the show if they don't show up. You got to make it happen. You got to have... Um, you know, you could be witty. You know, I'm not going to Google all this other stuff and say it word for word. This is a jab. No, and there's people that do that. I'm not going to say who they are because they know who they are. Uh, you know, I'll educate myself. I'll do my homework when I need to do so. But when you when you know it, you you know, and just have fun, man. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Just like Canelo said, it is what it is. And I got another. I got another inbox today. I said Richard, you need to get your YouTube subscribers up. I said yes, I understand that. But see, this guy thinks that I don't work, that I don't have a real job. And he goes, why weren't you at this fight? Why weren't you? Bro, I don't have all that money to go to Vegas, then go to New York the next day, and then go to Texas. You know, he goes, okay, I'm going to go to your backyard, and I'm going to show you how to really do it. I'm like, okay. But I felt like telling him, okay, well, make sure you don't get thrown out of the event this time, because, you know, he has a habit of doing that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that kind of works for him. Because before I was going, what's this dude doing? But he's kind of getting a following on how to get thrown out. I mean, he should write a book. How do you get thrown out of an event? Well, I can tell you how. Think that you're Carnello. Try to dress up like you're Carnello, but you're not Carnello, and you will get thrown out of the event. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Larry. But uh, no, man, I appreciate uh, your friendship. I do. We're a little different when it comes to stuff like that. I'm not willing to do things like that. And, uh, you know, it is it is what it is, man. But, you know. Hey, I know you got some footage too, man. I, you were hearing him talk a little bit of smack about a certain someone, and I was going, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever. I mean, I, I, I've i never been able to. Uh, I don't get that part. Yeah. If you don't like somebody, you don't agree with them, out hustle them, out work them. Mm -hmm. Just do it that way. Sure uh, it's easy wouldn't. to close your eyes and just talk bad about somebody. I, yeah. No. I'm sure he wouldn't have any problem with me releasing that at some point. He'd be like, yeah, let me see that real quick. And yeah, throw that somewhere, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, now he is crazy. He is a little different, but uh, um, makes a lot of noise, man. He does. Mm -hmm. He does. You know, I yeah. mean, a, a lot of these fighters, they make noise. You know, they promote themselves. You know, yeah. and and it's just like the the Paul brothers, it's the same thing. Shoot, when they first started, they were just trying to make a, as much. They're noise great as entertainers and they're great yeah. promoters. Now, as athletes, they're decent athletes for picking decent. it up. There we go, yeah. Now, they would have picked up boxing since day one. I think they would have been above average. Mm -hmm. Okay, that I will say. But as far as promoting themselves, oh, they're a promoter's dream. Mastermind. They don't have to say anything. Mm -mm. Hey, it is what it is. From grabbing yep. hats to getting punched in the face yeah. to calling people out and taking on fights. Cause I don't care if it's a different sport than the sport you're in. Mm -hmm. Paul's only done boxing as long as these MMA fighters have done boxing. So it's even ground, but these MMA fighters are Greco Roman wrestlers are, are uh, Olympians mm -hmm. are, are former world champions inside of the cage. They're just out of their element as is Paul. Paul's trying to get in that element Yeah, and he's putting the work in. I'm not mad at him. It's entertainment, man. It's entertainment. Now, to see him get in the ring with a true professional, um, you know, hey, Paul, it's, it's probably not going to last that long. So he's doing a great, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's not going to get in there with a true cruiserweight and a true light heavyweight in the top 10. It's just not going to happen unless he's getting paid $10 million and it's going to be worth taking the ass whipping. Yep. But I'm not, I'm not hating on him. 
I'm not hating on them whatsoever. Tell you what, both of those YouTubers knew exactly what they were doing the very first time with KSI and Logan Paul. Knew exactly what they were doing. They were just making noise. What they did right now is is started a revolution. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's YouTubers, they want to go that and fight them. They want to go and do this, and they want to do that to them. Shoot, they got a whole celebrity boxing deal going. It's. I I tell you what, you know what? You just mentioned something there, and I've always joked around, and I did ask. Um, I didn't ask about Mark Wahlberg though, but I did ask Mario. I said, Mario, if you were to go in the ring and you were to mess it up, and, and, and you know, with another fighter, he goes, No, 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 I got respect for all fighters. And he started and he started laughing. He goes, Man, I thought this was just gonna be a shout out. I, I didn't think it was gonna be a whole interview. But there was my time, there was my opportunity with Mario. And actually, he came up to me, he looked at me in the eyes, he goes, What are And as he walked into the men's room, and uh, cause I was thinking he's a lot taller than than what I thought he would be. Nice guy. I mean, down to earth guy, man. Very fit too. Jeez. But I would love to see him spar with Mark Wahlberg, even though they're friends. I'd love to see that happen. Who would win? I want to know right now. I want to take a poll. If they, if they were to go three rounds, who would win two out of the three rounds? Mark Wahlberg or Mario Lopez? I'm playing matchmaker right now. We can make that happen right now. <laughs> I think we're going to see that at some point. It's just going to deal with numbers. They're going to have to figure that out, and then it'll come to, it'll come to it. And I'm not saying anything percent. bad, you know, where they block me or say, hey, what the hell are you talking out of your ass? Don't, don't, don't say that. Don't do that. No, man. I mean, I'd love to see it. There's two great athletes, two great um, actors, entertainers, and they love the sport of boxing, and they do fairly well in their own right. You know, um, they're in, in great shape and, uh, you know, almost the same age. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to see that happen. Definitely. Why not? That would be entertaining. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to it, it's it's basically entertainment, and when you unless you see like um, like the Mike Tyson stuff coming back with Triller, yeah, um, it that's halfway in between entertainment and boxing because you're seeing the you know some legends come back together and stuff, but they're they're not necessarily in their prime anymore. But shoot, they're still throw some people around in the ring. Hey, there was still people watching though. Definitely. People watching. I mean, um, you know, Evander Holyfield went one round and. Mm-hmm. Tito Ortiz won one round. And Anderson Silva, you know, landed that right hand. That was it with oh, Tito yeah. Ortiz. Um, and Excuse me. I'm a fan of Tito Ortiz. I really am. Yeah. I'm a fan of Vander Holyfield. I like to see now uh, Vitor Balfour and, uh, um, you know, uh, Anderson Silva oh, because yeah. they have a history. Yeah. They do have a history. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, they fought and, you know, the outcome of that. But leading up to that, they do have a history. But before the fight, before Vitor went in there with Vander Holyfield, the class act gentleman that uh, Anderson Silva is, he went in there and, hey, kind of like wished him well as if to say, okay, hey, you represent MMA, so do I, and I represent you. Whatever beef we had, it was, it was exactly had, not anymore. Mm-hmm. Anderson Silva's a class act, man. Did you see what he did on the, the airplane? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. He offered his seat to Tito uh, so, uh, Ortiz's wife. Yeah, that was, shoot, class act. Man. Well, I'll tell you how this connects, and then we're going to go home. I mean, as you know, uh, Big Al Gonzalez, he broke his leg, kind of the same a break that Anderson Silva had. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Co Escovito, UFC veteran, the Apache kid himself, was friends with Anderson Silva, you know, knows his people, and reached out and said, hey, you know, this kid broke his leg, has a young career. Is there anything you can say or do, uh, you know, to put some positivity in this kid's life? He just had it bro- uh, broken. So Anderson Silva sent him a video. Hey, Al, hey, I, hey, we're rooting for you. Recover. It'll be okay. Believe me, I know I had the same break, et cetera, et cetera. 
And leading up to that, I didn't know that that was one of, of Al Gonzalez's favorite fighters. Yeah. And that's Anderson Silva. So told us to pull yeah, this up. Exactly. He said, actually, he said that's the poster that he has. And see, there you go. Vitor Balfour and Anderson Silva. So they do got a history together. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, hey, this Saturday, San Jose, California, leaving Saturday early in the morning, heading down there, getting some coverage, uh, working with the old buddy that I had before. Because in this business, man, you don't want to burn bridges, but sometimes you can only be yourself, and, and sometimes you get the opportunity to fix it, and, and, and here we are, man. And uh, I do have dreams and visions of putting together, you know, I keep saying that, man, of, of a, a, a super team, you know, just the dream team, and the dream team with the fighter's voice, I believe, in its cause, and I believe Mark Davis can be one piece of, of that puzzle. Everybody put their eagles aside, including myself, <laughs> and make it happen. I'm laughing because, yeah, I mean. But, you know, you know the way I get before a show? Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to be uh, um, distracted by dumb shit that mm-hmm. you could have let me know two days ago or a night before or something. You know, I'm trying to give the guests exactly what they deserve, and that's the platform and give them my best as you. And we continue to grow and make errors as we go. But, uh, no, there he is, Big Al Gonzalez. Al, I'll see you Saturday. Um, we're going to be rooting for you. And when I had him on the show, you remember, Theo, I said, I don't want to be one of those media outlets that, oh, yeah, we're rooting for you, but are we really? Do we make the time and the sacrifice to go see you and and, and go cover your, your events? Yeah. And when I said that, I can tell he said, okay, well. But when I told him we'll be at the event, bro, you should have heard him. Like a kid in a candy store that very next day goes, oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Freaking motivation, bro. Let me hang up because I'm going I'm to run five miles sprint all the way. I'm like, okay, get on down, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. I'm yeah. not saying just because it's me, just because, you know, not just say about it, but be about it. Definitely. So, you know. He's one of those guys that's about it, man. And you can tell that he yeah. came in here with his shirts. He knew what he was doing. Shoot, I see him at the swap meet every weekend. Hustling. You know, hustling, man. He's got the boot down. He's got everybody coming by. He's talking to people. Plus, he, he's raffling some tickets. Oh, Smart yeah. man. He's made it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, entrepreneur. I mean, I mean uh, probably what uh, every Sunday before this, you probably could have got him. But uh, yeah, he's raffling off some tickets for some people. It's pretty cool. Exactly. Now listen, okay, I, I could only say so much. Richard Torres Jr. getting ready to make a big announcement soon, and uh, I want to make sure that we're a part of that, man. The oh, Fighters yeah. Wars that we are a part of that. Um, uh, and um, yeah, you know. Yeah, Richard Torres is also another one of those class acts, man. He's a super humble guy. Oh man, Shoot. nice guy. You could. I was watching him, and I'd only. Only heard the podcast before, yeah. um, before you went to the Olympics, and yeah. when he came afterwards, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this guy's like genuinely super nice, but I see him in the ring and I see him fighting. I'm scared of this guy. You know, I mean, we shoot, just I'm, had a rock star in here. Yeah, shoot, I'm, I'm a pretty big guy <laughs> myself, but man, this guy looks like an, he's an animal. Oh, he's, he's he's a beast, man. Crazy. Then he comes in, hey, how's it going? You know, nice to meet you. And I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, he's super. I, I he, you would not think that he's no. he's he's a fighter. No, definitely not. Because he's a freaking animal sweating mm-hmm. and grueling and wants to take your head off. And then you see him just real nice. Super nice guy. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, again, that's the upbringing, both his mom and his dad. Yeah. And um, yeah. Super, super nice guy. And he told me when he was here, he said, you know, I, I asked him, hey, where, where do you see like your uh, your media outlets going? Because like, that's that's what I do is I, I help people with their media outlets. And he says, you know, I, I want to be remembered as the hometown guy that made, you know, Tulare proud and all that kind of stuff. And. Uh, you can see when he was at his events uh, that that weekend after his mm-hmm. his medal and he came home, he was happy because the people were rooting for him, the people in the town of Tulare, and he knows he made his mark. But there's there's many more marks to make for him, and it's it's gonna be cool to see him, from the you know from the the beginning of his career to, 
shoot when he's when me and him are both in our 80s <laughs> there exactly cool. and, and just just the memories and one thing I want, I'm going to say, Brian Lua, answer your freaking phone. I've been texting you. I've been calling you, bro. I want to get you on the show in studio. I believe in you. I support what you're doing. But, uh, you know, let me tell you this, Brian. You know how many inboxes I get that want to be on the show? And I'm flattered. I'm honored. I, re I, I, I really am. Thank you. Um, but I want you on the show. Why? Because it's time. This is your year. This is your year. No more, no more, no more injuries. No more backward steps, forward steps. It's right there for you, Brian. And I believe you can make it happen because you have that punching power that can turn an event around with with one solid punch, man. And you know, also from Adele, California. Well, Mateo, man. I mean, like my Dodgers, man. I'm gonna have to, you know, turn it in right now. And uh, hopefully we catch up. We're a game and a half behind the Giants, and uh, there's a long stretch yep. there. And we'll see what happens, man. And, uh, you know, I love the new studio, man. <clears throat> it's it's We're putting together. It, it's getting a little better. But you notice that uh, as soon as we went to a studio atmosphere as opposed to in the kitchen, and, you know, I appreciate Zoom. Yeah. You know, I do. It's just, it, it just gives that aura, you know. It's just, mm -hmm. okay, now it's time to perform. But there's nothing like having a live guest there when it becomes entertainment it becomes because you can have all the notes in the world and i you know i i, I do my studying I, I prepare myself but you want to go where the guest takes you sometimes i don't use any notes or sometimes i want to make sure i get to some that are important but you want to go where the guests take you mm -hmm. we've been honored i mean we have the support of, of hall of famer lee samuels and you know you heard the conversation uh, oh, yeah. you heard the conversation before we went on air you know don't say nothing about it but i was told richard don't say nothing about it. but we get those calls and i'm privileged i'm honored that we get those calls those breaking news calls when i was all excited today and you go, you go what the hell rich i'm in class and i yeah. said okay call me we got big news coming that, and that big news coming was Mikey Garcia coming on the show, Robert Garcia coming on the show, Jose Ramirez coming on the show, Rick Morrigan coming on the show, Sean Porter coming on the show, Jamal Herring coming on the show, Theofimo Lopez dad coming on. The, oh, shoot. That one slipped out. That one slipped out right there. That was not supposed to be said. But uh, yeah, enough said, as we say. Well, hey, I'm Rich Ortiz. I'm your host of The Fighter's Voice, the only voice that matters, and we're simply knocking out the competition. And when I say that, don't get butt hurt, man. I still have people to this day, they don't talk to me because I said that. We're at an event, Mateo, and I said, The Fighter's Voice, the only voice that matters, we're simply knocking out the competition. It's a phrase. I wrote it, but you know what? I believe it. You have to believe in yourself. Hey, everybody should believe in themselves. You believe in yourself, right, Mateo? Oh, every day, man. Be the best. You have to be the best. Or at least put in your mind frame, I'm on my way to being the best that I possibly can be. Definitely. You see, I watch everybody's videos. My thing's videography. I watch everybody's videos and I always say, man, I would have done this differently. And I, it's a respect to their to their video because I always see, see, their, see their stuff. And I'm like, yeah. man, that's really nice. I, I don't think I could do that. But if I would, I'd do this differently. I know that's in my mind saying, like, I know I can beat this video. I know I can make a better one. But it's also respecting the art that everybody's different, you know? So in, in exactly. my mind, in my mind, I'm number one, but you know, I gotta, I gotta prove it to everybody too. Well, hell, I, I didn't wake up this morning to take second. Did you? No, 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 no way. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget whole, um, big Al Gonzalez this Saturday on Showtime, Bellator MMA and Tuesday, 6 PM. I'm going to promote it starting tonight. Because our guest, Jono, you didn't show up, my man. King Kong, Carol, you did not show up. We had a question from Showtime, Sean Porter. A comment. We had a question from Andy Vincent's Altibaron. The questions were coming. I don't know what the mix-up was, bro. Hey, man. Maybe next time. 
But this time you're gonna have to come all the way from Dublin to the studio. That's how we'll make up for it, man. And you know, I almost wore my hat, my Beretta hat. If you know who Beretta is, that's old school. It says, you know, kind of that, um, his style that he kind of has, you know, that Conor McGregor style type. But anyways, enough about that. Ladies and gentlemen, next Tuesday, Jose Ramirez live in studio, 6 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to go, we're going to stream live on YouTube. We're going to stream live on Instagram. We're going to stream live on um, Facebook, Spotify. Uh, man, the rest is history, man. I'm your host, Richard Ortiz. The best part of the show. Enough said. Thumbs up for Richie.